Hello everyone and welcome to season one part two of Snatched, a Gay Times original podcast. Each week we'll be discussing all things Drag Race related, spilling the tea on some of the most iconic moments throughout history and hearing from some of the most legendary past contestants. For those of you who have been listening to Snatched, you'll know by now that my name is Sam Dampshness and I am the associate editor of Gay Times and I'm also joined by... Oh. I don't think I need any introduction at this stage. <laughs> well, that breathtaking voice is our very own fashion queen, Umar Sawa, who is the fashion editor at Gay Times. I mean, when it comes to the world of drag, the conversation never stops. The teapot is always brewing and stewing, bing, bang, bonging, and I'm excited to look back at some chaotic moments. You know me, I love the chaos, the drama, the conflama, I mean... Well, what are we waiting for? Uma, are you ready to sing sang song? I'm ready to ding dang dog, I'm ready. I'm ready! On this week's episode of Snatched, we will be discussing the top four contestants of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Gottmik, Candy Muse, Rosé and Simone, and sharing our thoughts on who should win before our special guest star spills the tea and nothing but the tea. Hang on, I thought we were talking about Snatch Game this week. Okay, well, I did a little bit of a switcheroo, okay? All right, sorry to everyone out there who um, is a bit confused, but yeah, we changed it up. Oh my God, script changes, but I mean, I'm a professional. Let's keep it rolling. Okay, so Umar, this season of Drag Race has received mixed reviews, I would say. Mainly due to the length, right? But what a top four we've got here. In the nature of this podcast, I looked back at the season and even though it was... Okay, I'm just going to flat out say it. I feel like it had the season 11 curse where it's just following such a good season before it and it just can't push through to kind of surpass it. But yeah, like the pandemic, the lack of judges, the extended length. I think there were so many factors on why this season wasn't the best. How did you find season 13? Well, it's it's funny how this season seems to have gone on for three decades. Season three is actually the same length. Like, time seems to just work differently in lockdown, I think, because 16 episodes matches season three. And season three is often regarded as one of the best seasons ever. So I think it's just lockdown time, right? Because time doesn't exist here now anymore. Yeah, I think it's lockdown time also going against the UK season two, which was just such a breath of fresh air. I mean, there were so many factors why it just didn't take us there. But like you said, we ploughed through... All of the all of the extended weeks, the non-eliminations, we made it to the grand finale. Yeah, I think there's been a lot to love about this season, and it's mainly down to the contestants, right? So let's chat about each of the finalists. Okay, let's start with Gottmik, former Gay Times cover star. Yes, I'm going to plug that. She was on our cover a few years ago. Has there ever been a more likeable queen, Uma? Honestly. Never. I'm just team Gottmik from, I would say, from week three onwards. She came in with, the, you know, the, the Pork Chop Lounge lip sync showdown and her first entry to the show as a lip sync. I was a little bit underwhelmed because Lindsay Lohan Rumours is my all-time favourite bop. What a repertoire I have. Well, that just says everything about my taste level. Okay. So our first introduction to Got Mink, I was like, oh, okay, maybe she's going to be a makeup queen. Maybe she's going to be a fashion queen. But I mean, 
every single week, whether it's a roast, whether it's an acting challenge, a fashion ball runway. There's nothing that they can't do. And I am just team Gottmik. Yeah. I mean, the runways have been show-stopping, and I love how she puts her sense of humour in there at times, especially with the pocket extravaganza. And also, her Paris Hilton. That was amazing. Like, even Raven took her hat off to that rendition. I mean, it was just so good. Like, even though she got slated for the soda challenge being not too funny, I feel like anything Got Mix says or does just has that charisma. And if we're going to talk about charisma, uniqueness, love, and talent, I think she has all four components. And that's why she could sit there yelling the yellow pages. I mean, the Gen Zs might not know what yellow pages is, but... <laughs> No, they won't. <laughs> she could literally sit there reciting the yellow pages and I'm, I'll just lap it up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I just fall in love every single time. She says, gorge is in my regular vocabulary every single day now. Well, also, she invented the in Untucked when she was in the anal bees look and she was like, Gaga Chandra. <laughs> I mean, what a oh, line. She is, yeah, what a line. She's amazing. And of course, we can't forget how she's been flying the flag for the transgender community. I mean, like she said last week, she's flying the flag for the transgender male community as well, who just aren't recognised enough on mainstream television, or any part of the industry, or society, to be quite honest. I mean, she is flying that motherfucking flag, and it's just so beautiful to see. No, I agree. And also, I think what was great when she opened up about it, I think she, as in drag pronouns, I think she opens up that spectrum further. And yeah, I think what... It's so lovely to see is her really opening up that spectrum of gender and sexuality. When she was growing up, the only example she has was Chaz Bona. Chaz Bona. Bona? How do I say it? It's Chaz Bono. Oh. <laughs> my, my bad. Um, Chaz Bono. So I think it's great. She's showing that you can transition from female to male but that isn't a reflection on your masculinity or femininity i mean she's giving everyone a nuanced education in the best platform possible so i am here for it yeah what is your favorite gotmic moment to date so my favorite gotmic moment and i think i said this to you in person is when she's she did um the roast and she was roasting rupaul and she said something about i, lo I love all your hit song I feel like that delivery was one of the best, <laughs> was one of the best, like, reads I've ever seen in a roast. Just the way she did it had me cackling. Like, she should have won for that line alone. I think my favourite got me moment, I loved her soda challenge. When she does that voice where she's like, oh my god, oh my god, I love that. And I love her runways. The thing with Got Mick, I can't pinpoint one moment. I think she delivered so much. Yeah. We have to look at this as well from a judge's standpoint, all right? And who could win the series, right? So what are the downsides to Gottmik? I don't think she is a formidable lip synker yet, right? She doesn't really look like she's singing the song. And I think if there is a lip sync smackdown, like if we do have the live finale, like we had for season nine, 10 and 11, I'm not sure if she's gonna fare well against the others. Well, that is, unless she has a Sasha Valoresque rose petal hijink extravaganza under her belt. I agree. Like I said, with the Lindsay Lohan rumours, I mean, maybe it was the nerves, maybe it was like that she'd been thrown in the deep end. I think she did an okay job. And then last week's episode, when it was 
the top four doing the solo lip syncs. She did the job. I think you're 100% right. It's going to depend on A, the song she's given and B, who she's up against. But you never know. Gottmik herself said before coming in the show, her friends were like, if there's a roast challenge, you are going to bomb. You're not going to deliver. And she rose to the occasion. So who knows? Maybe she'll rise to the occasion because... I'm trying to think of a milk analogy. Doesn't the froth always come to the top? Yeah, yeah, the froth. <laughs> froth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's go on to Candy Muse, okay? The meme behind sitting alone in a VIP. Well, Candy, she's just made for fucking television, isn't she? She gives us the drama and the conflama that we, that we come to love. She is great in her confessionals. I think she's been the confessional queen this season. Mm -hmm. And as someone who has a gap tooth, I resonate with her deeply. Oh my God, gap tooth. Looking at the lineup of all the queens that have come, I think Candy Muse actually does deserve the spot in the top four. Because I think, like you said, she's given the drama, she's given the narrative, she's given us comedy... But up until the roast, has she excelled? Has she, you know, owned something completely as like, this is the Candy Muse experience, like, I did this. And I think, especially the time when there was a double chante, if you're going to get a double chante from RuPaul, like, surely afterwards, everything you should do should validate why you stayed. Yeah. And I don't think she did. Yeah, it's funny, because I feel like, out of all four queens, maybe Candy Muse has kind of dominated the season. Like, she's been the most talked about on social medias, and she has been the entertainment of the season, right? I just think, looking back on her performance throughout all these episodes, she doesn't deserve the crown at this point. Um, she hasn't performed well on the challenges, and if I'm not mistaken, that's a big part of Drag Race. However, she has proven to be a great lip syncer, right? So I think if we get to that lip sync smackdown, I think, I think she could pull out some tricks. Some flips, some splits, some kicks. I think she could. I'm going to say something really controversial, which we've spoken about off air, and I don't know whether I'm just going to throw myself in the depth of Twitter hell. No. But, obviously, this is pre-recorded. Okay. So, I think it's, like I said to you before, when they got to the final, I do think Candy Muse has had the Van G Season 11 edit, where it's kind of like, has Candy Muse done anything exceptional did vanji do anything exceptional in season 11 no but at the time of recording did the producers think oh my god the fandom are gonna love candy muse they're gonna you know recite all her catchphrases and she's gonna be this like fan favorite and then in that case they're like okay let's bring her to the final because if we eliminate her the fans gonna go crazy obviously judging from twitter that reaction hasn't happened so is that fair to say? Did the producers kind of preempt Candy being a fan favourite and then get her to the final? Is that is that controversial? I don't know. Well, Umar, you got to realise, don't you, love? This is reality motherfucking television, all right? We like to think that it's all even and fair, but we have to realise that this is reality television. The producers need entertainment. They are going to save a queen if she's going to go home. I mean, look at the moment when RuPaul said, no, Candy, wait... I bet you RuPaul had someone in her ear like, don't you fucking let her go. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> this is the entertainment of the season. Do not let that girl sash away. All right, RuPaul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, 
at the end of the day, I don't blame Candy for that. I wouldn't no, of course go on a not. hate campaign against Candy. Like, if someone wants to keep you around, make the best of it. I don't know. I think out of the four, I agree with you. I think she's probably the least statistically in the running for the crown. Yeah. Uh, well, let's say our favourite Candy moment. All right, I'm going to let you go first. I would say, to be fair, she was hilarious in the roast. Yeah. When she was like, I don't know the line on the top of my head, but she was like, Rupert, and she's like, she did. <laughs> I mean, that was, yeah, that, was good. that was a funny moment. <laughs> I mean, her runways have been terrible. Let's just say that. The pockets, no. <laughs> the I'm not pockets, the pocket. don't do uh, And also no. the alien that was hanging off her back. <laughs> what no. the fuck was that? But on the whole, I do think her personality is infectious. And in moments like Bossy Rossi and the Flag Factory Challenge, I think she definitely gave us larger-than-life personality. And that was enjoyable to see. Yeah. Uh, my favourite candy moment is... And I know we we haven't been f- very kind on her runways, but I really like her train look. The train. Do you remember that look with the red? <gasps> it, it, it was like the Ooh, red... Uh, burgundy eleganza where she had the gorgeous blonde hair draped to one side I thought she looked yeah gorgeous oh and I really loved her tic tac lunch with RuPaul like I laughed so much yeah I think um, I think RuPaul and Candy have that kind of like mother daughter relationship where it's like girl like there's a sweet spot mm-hmm. that train look she uh, just the way the corset was pushing up her tits and it was just like the silhouette. She looks so seductive. Yeah. yeah, I like that runway. I like the beaded look, the nude illusion with the with the diamonds dripping on the hat. That was kind of cute to see. So mm. on the whole, yeah, we like candy. <laughs> okay, so next up is Rose, Queen of the Theatre. It seems like Rose can do anything, right? Sing, yeah. dance, fashion, makeup, rap. She's a quintuple threat. And she's a, just a consummate professional. Always ready to slay. I mean, again, I'm going to be really controversial. Oh, here we go. Okay, so let's look at our spectrum. C-U-N-T. Charisma, uniqueness, love and talent. Does Rosé fulfil all four categories? Talent, absolutely. Like, I think out of all four queens, she's got the talent. She's got the T down. Talent, yes. Nerve, she never lacks confidence. She goes for it. However... Don't yeah. know whether this is just producer fiddling trickery, but I don't think we've seen the full warmth and charisma of Rose. Charisma? Charisma. <laughs> Sounded a bit yeah. South Carolina there. I was like, charisma. <laughs> charisma. <laughs> um, I don't think we've seen, I don't know, it's really hard to judge a queen. There's something missing. Yeah, that's right? what I'm trying to say. Yeah. When you look at people like Candy and Got Mick, whether they are failing or flying high, like their personality sucks you in and you want to see more. I think Rose, she can deliver an amazing performance and a lip sync, but there's just something missing. Yeah. And there is a lack of vulnerability there as well. And I'm not a fan of, you know, show us your tears. You need to have an emotional moment to win the crown. I'm not a fan of that because, like, why is, why you always got to cry? But I do actually think there is a lack of vulnerability, in a way. I, I've not connected to her as much as I have with the other girls. I agree. But then I feel like, take the conversation out of the top four. I think throughout the season, there's been a lot of queens we haven't had that experience with. Like, Tina Burner, 
Elliot with two T's, Joey J, Kamora. I think there was, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it is the season 13. 13 is an unlucky number. But I think there was a lot of queens in this season where we just didn't get a 360 in-depth kind of moment into their world. Yeah, but you kind of expect it though when you get to the top four. You expect to have learned everything about them by that. Well, everything yeah. they want us to know about them. And I just don't feel like, obviously you can't compare her to Joey J when Joey J was in it for like three minutes. T. Yeah, no, I I love Rosé. I think she's got everything it takes to win. I think she'd be a fantastic representative for the crown, but I just think there is something missing. There's something missing. Tell me a favourite Rosé moment. I would say her Mary Queen of Scots was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going mean, to say. When you think about looking back, she's had a couple of standout moments. But that was just, oh, my wee bonnie lad. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more. Okay, give me give me more Scottish. Oh, I'm just going to lift me kilt up and, sh- <laughs> and show you my bag part. <laughs> oh my God, I just realised it's the most stereotypical thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. You go to Edinburgh and they just wear the kilts and eat a little bit of... What, what's that? What's that? Um, shortbread. That's what they do. <laughs> God, wrapping themselves in tartan. Um, <laughs> um, no, I think on the whole, Rosé's Mary Queen of Scots was good. Yeah. Okay, well, finally, we have uh, Simone, fashion icon of the season. Out of all four contestants, she is the one with the most maxi challenge wins. So she's won four, Rosé's won three, Got Mick two, and Candy one. So what do you think of Simone? Oh, yeah, I love Simone. I have resonated with Simone a lot more over these past few weeks. She has been vulnerable and she's let down that fierce kind of character that she said in the TikTok lunch that she portrays on the main stage. And when she cries, I really feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I love Simone. I think her fashion moments have been iconic. Like I said, four wins to her name. Not many contestants can do that. And when she has slayed a challenge, she slayed the challenge. Like, you know, sometimes when someone wins a challenge and you think, oh, it should have gone to the other person. And no, I think Simone deservedly won every single challenge she was up for. Mm. Love her. Um, I do think, yeah, her fashion game is strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, and her lip syncs as well. She knows how to convey a song's lyrics just through the face. Do you know what I mean? So I think she's mm. she's got a leg up if she, there is a lip sync smackdown because she will slay. I agree. I love Simone. I think what we've learned about Simone throughout the last couple of episodes, especially when she's had her like emotional moments, I think, bless her, she carries a lot of stress. And a lot of pressure. Yeah. And whether that's just her making her mum proud, because I think her brother was sent to jail. Right. I think whether making her mum proud, whether making her drag family house proud, carrying these strong political moments on the runway stage, you know, the Brianna Taylor fascinator message, which was really beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. I think everything about Simone is just ingrained in, like, you know, emotion and intensity, and there is a lot of pressure there. Like we said, I think she's flawless, fashion queen, lip sync great. But at times, I think if Simone doesn't win this, if she comes back for All Stars, I think she's going to obliterate the competition because once you let go of that, like, weight, that pressure, and you just unleash your inner self, she'll be unstoppable. Yeah. I mean... You you look at the queens and their track records and you think, oh, four wins. She's got this in the bag. I mean, we just saw it with Bimini and we saw it with Gigi Good and we saw it with uh, Shea Coulee. You know, sometimes the queen with the most match challenge wins doesn't win the season. So 
And I know I've said this before, but there's never been a queen in Drag Race history, on RuPaul's Drag Race history, who has won the crown with two bottom placements. So it's all up in the air for Simone, but then the lip sync smackdown. Let's see. Will she do a rose petal? Will she do a butterfly? Who knows? Oh, I think she's definitely going to have a trick up her sleeve. Yeah, definitely. So talking about all four, what did you think of the lucky finale moment? I thought it was all right. Yeah, I quite I quite liked the song. At first, I wasn't buzzing over it, but afterwards, uh, I got the song stuck in my head. The L-U-C-K-Y, baby, come on. Did you like it? I only liked Got Mick. <laughs> A bit biased, but obviously Got Mixed verse was first and I was living for it. And then I just don't think any of the other queens delivered anything to surpass Got Mixed. So I think I made my intentions really clear. I am team Got Mixed. Right, I'm going to stop you there, Rumar, because we have an ad break. We'll be back after this to reveal who we as individuals want to win. Although you've kind of already uh, said who you want to win this. It'll just be me. Oh, no! Uh, <laughs> and to speak with our special guest star. Did you know that Gay Times Plus members get more from the world of Gay Times? <gasps> I did not. Tell me more. They enjoy the full, uncensored episodes of Snatched. <gasps> I mean, us uncensored sounds like trouble, but let's go. We're adding more benefits all the time and the memberships are available anywhere in the world. And we love an international hunt. So make sure you sign up and join our growing community of LGBTQ plus people just like you. Learn more and sign up at gaytimesplus.com. That's gaytimesplus.com. Click, click. I can confirm that we are back and it's time to speak with our special guest. Look over there! Jada Essence Hall, our reigning US queen, dishes on season 13 and who she wants to usurp her as America's Next Drag Superstar. Jada Essence Hall, our reigning queen. I bow to thee. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm great, thank you. How are you doing today? Um, I'm pretty good, you know, just waking up in sunny Los Angeles but feeling amazing. Well, thank you for taking the time out of being, you know, America's Next Drag Superstar to come and join us on Snatched. We're so excited to have you. Well, I'm so glad you could have me too. Okay, well, let's talk about season 13 then. Have you been tuning in week after 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 week when nobody went home and then week after week when nobody else went home? But I have been tuning in because I have to see which one of these bitches will be taking my crown and hoping that they can do an amazing job. Yeah. So be honest, what are your thoughts on the season so far? I mean, this season has been an amazing season. I think that it's a, a great season, especially after our season. Especially, I mean, I don't know if I want to just jump right to the top four, but this top four is so dynamic. And it reminds me a lot of our top four because every person is so different and what they bring. Yeah. Okay. Please tell me then, who are you rooting for and why? <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard for me because a lot of times I have like, uh, I, I know a lot of tea that um, probably a lot of people don't know. Mm. Um, but what I will say for a fact is that going into the competition, I had known Simone for a very for a very long time, but I didn't know her as, I knew of her, but I didn't know her personally. And watching her journey on the show, it's just insane to see how talented she is and how grounded she is in herself. Candy was the one person that I had known before the show and like, we were really close. And so I wanted this moment for her the most out of everybody. And so I'm going to have to say my girl Candy because I know um, 
she's she's I feel like she has a background like me. We are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, I've known her before the show and I supported her to this this point. And although the other contestants I know have a really good chance of winning as well, it's just something about rooting on somebody that you've known before the, the dream even came true for them. So I just know how important it is to her and how bad she wants it. And I just, it would be nice to see that dream come true for her. Well, she could win, you know. It, it's it's She could win. She could. I mean, in recent years, it's come to light that statistics don't, really factor mm-hmm. anymore when it gets to the finale. It's about who really wows Rue at the end. So well I think I think drag race to say that the competition is about the journey mm-hmm. and then at the end not make it about the journey is a little confusing. And the reason why I say that is because throughout the competition you might come in and you might be a little bit more timid and you might be a little more quiet. Like for example in our in our top three, um Crystal was there and she might have started out the competition. She was a little bit like nervous and shy about about her drag, especially like being thrown into like this crazy whirlwind of everything that was happening. But she got to the finale and she grew so quickly and she became so well. And I think like regardless of however many wins I had or however many wins Gigi had, if I make it to the finale and I made it through the journey, I should have a fair, just as much fair shot of winning, especially because I grow in ways, um, I might not have grown in the same way that the other girls have grown, but I've still grown myself and I still have deserve a shot to win. Yeah. And so I think that the finale, I know they say death is the great equalizer, but I'm gay as hell <laughs> and I'm a drag queen. And I feel like the finale and the lip syncs is honestly the great equalizer. Yeah. You said something about you know some tea that others do not. Are you willing to mm-hmm. share any, even the tiniest bit of tea? Anything? <laughs> um, absolutely not. <laughs> Only reason why is because um, contracts and shit. But, but I'll just say this: I'm so excited for the finale because I know um, these this finale this year these queens have stepped it up. So much. I'm just so excited, like just knowing what knowing the girls and like knowing what how they want to step their foot forward in the finale and knowing how bad that they like literally knowing how bad each of these queens wants to win. That's to me, that's just the, the everything. And 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 that right there is a that just lets you know that you're gonna be in for an incredible show. Because I mean, anytime you have passion behind power. And these girls are powerful. Like, all these queens are so powerful. And if, and if you see passion behind that power, oh, my God. I just feel like, we'll see. We'll just wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They they completely represent four different, vibrant, gorgeous corners mm-hmm. of the drag community, the LGBT. Yeah. Community. So I'm excited to see how this will go down. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like this is going to be iconic. In your personal opinion, what does it take to win RuPaul's Drag Race? I, I always used to say the number one thing to me um, was confidence because I always found that every queen that won, the one thing that brought them through was how confident they were. But then um, a lot of people see me as confident and then I know how sometimes I am very insecure. Um, so I know that confidence is not always the key, but I think that it's a willingness and a hopefulness is what will make a winner because I think a lot of times the person who is the most hopeful that their life can change from this and hopeful that they can win, you will put a lot of effort and energy into what you do and the passion behind it. And I mean, literally, 
I feel like confidence is nothing but a lot of strong hope. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you feel very confident and you're just hoping that people are reading it as confidence, but you are just like a duck with legs kicking under the water. Um, like, as you know, as uh, Jinx would say, water off a duck's back, that kind of vibe. So um, I just think that it's just like being hopeful and just knowing like that your life can change and just doing the work. And so whichever queen will show up and do the most work or do it the best that night, then they'll, they'll win. And so... I feel like there's no real science to winning drag race. It's just show up and be your best at all times and just fully be as confidently as you as you can possibly be. Okay. My final question for you then. I know it's only been a year yeah. since you've taken home the crown, but... I don't want to give it up! <laughs> Wait, you get, to, you get to keep the crown though, don't you? Well, the thing is, is that the crown is beautiful and shiny and the scepter is beautiful and shiny and they're both huge. But the, um, the inflation of ego from the title is really what you do drag race for. <laughs> it's just to say, like, literally, I am that bitch. I've won drag race. That's really, like, a tiara is beautiful, but it could fall and shatter into a million places. But um, that title is amazing. Yeah. Okay, then. So would you be up for returning in the future for a second shot of the crown drag race winner season? Oh, my God. Um, you know, I always thought before I said, um, if I, if I had done Drag Race, I would probably wait forever if I had, if I decided to go back into All-Stars, like if I had not won. But I think having gone through it the first time, that's what I was said before we recorded. And, um, while we recorded and we're going through everything, I was enjoying myself. I, I mean, sometimes it was really hard, but I was enjoying myself and I thought, like, it would be kind of nice to do this all over again while we're on this journey right now after we wrapped and seeing like how different I would be and like how much the journey would be going in knowing already what I know about production and like knowing what I know about like seeing myself on TV and like knowing what I now learned about myself. I think a second go round for anybody will always give them the opportunity to like show the world who they are even more than they did the first time. Mm -hmm. Because you allow yourself to get out of your head. So, I mean, I think it would be cute. That would be cute. Yeah. And, and I would oh, just absolutely. go and just be stupid the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think, and then especially after this year, I think for our season, I think most, all of the girls should have a, a second opportunity to just show the world that they got one more time and then travel the world again since um, we got clipped a little bit, our wings got slightly clipped. Definitely. I mean, I've spoken to both Crystal and Gigi mm -hmm. and they've both said that they want to have a double crowning on All Stars. So, Really? Uh, yeah. Yes. That would be amazing. It's just like, it's a RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, season 12. <laughs> Asterix. That'll be next year, yeah. right? <laughs> and if, and if, if the pandemic is still kind of crazy, we should just do a complete, take all of season 13, all of 12. We have everybody come back in the workroom like we did, like they did this season, lip syncs. And if you really lose the lip sync at the beginning, then you're leaving. And then we get down to 12 or 13 girls. And that is the cast of All Stars, seasons 12 and 13, Pandemic Edition. T. <laughs> what a concept. You need to pitch this to World Wonder, Wild Presents Plus, RuPaul, everyone right now. <laughs> I did. They said, get the fuck out of here. So. <laughs> but thank you for believing in me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm. Well, when, when Drag Race, when the season comes on, I expect to see Jade Essence Hall sashaying yeah. to the workroom, all right? Otherwise, I will be screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And imagine I'm the first one to walk in the rope room on this, like, season 12, 13, all-stars vibe, and then the first one to do a lip sync and get sent home. 
And I completely conceived the idea. And I was like, this was so bad. I shouldn't have thought of this. They would never do that. The fans would go absolutely <laughs> fucking mad. Oh, myself included, all right? <laughs> right, it's time to do it, Umar. I know you've kind of said it already, but I want to make sure. Who do you want to win Drag Race Season 13? I want Gutmeck to win. She is my winner. There's just nothing that she just hasn't done well, whether it's snatch game, fashion on the runway, a roast, selling soda, selling flags, being her kooky self. Yeah, yeah. I love it. She's shown us progression, transformation, mm-hmm. range. Team got Mick. How about you, honey? Right, well, I really want to disagree with you here so we can fight, but... <laughs> I think I'm Team Gottmik as well. Like, I love all four contestants, but I love Gottmik. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't wait for everything they say, everything they wear, everything they do. I I love her. I love her. But I wouldn't be mad at Rosé or Simone taking the crown. That's not me saying I'd be mad if Candy won either. I'd just be confused, you know? (laughs) I I would just be a bit confused. Um, I think... Candy is perfect All-Stars material, so I don't want her to win because I want to see her on All-Stars 7, 8, 9, 10. Do you know what I mean? Oh, do you now? Yeah, I want to see Candy back. I want to see her back in that workroom. But I think Gottmik at the moment, at the current moment in time, I think she deserves the crown. No, and also, I think what's so amazing about Gottmik is, I think it's, I think it's great when charisma, uniqueness, love and talent, I mm-hmm. keep saying it, I think when that is at its full capacity and you have a queen that just fulfills everything, but also they just represent a movement or like a community that has been underrepresented and that's not their driving force. That's not their tokenistic value. Like that is just something that is a plus. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I think Gottmik as a drag queen, as a drag race contender, is phenomenal. Yeah. And it's just a blessing and a cherry on top that there's an awareness and a representation attached. Oh, you said it, Uma. You said it. Yay! I feel, and I feel like we got... Oh my God. Why about to, like, her publicist? Um, <laughs> <laughs> she did not pay me for this. No. But I think we got Mick. I think, obviously, she's a friend to gay times for a long time. But now, now, now you make it sound like we're only saying we want Got Mick to oh win because she was no. on our cover. Okay, cut it out. <laughs> cut the camera. Cut no, the mic. keep um, it in. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think Got Mick, if you met her on set or just had a drink with her, I think she would just be so warm and inviting and... I love to see a gorgy. Gorge. Oh, that's so beautiful. Rainbows, daisies, the whole shebang. Gorge, gorge, gorge. Gorge. Uh, next week's episode, we will, this time, I can confirm, we will be chatting about Snatch Game, reflecting on the best and worst impersonations in history before our special guest star, a Snatch Game winner, pops along onto Snatch to discuss their Snatch Game impersonations and some behind-the-scenes secrets. Uma, say, bye, Gorge. Bye, Gorge. Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Finally, make sure you check out Gay Times Plus, our membership platform for everyone in our community. 
And remember, you can find more information at gaytimesplus.com.